Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our take on it. It's Jackie and Deborah. And yes, we are continuing on the book of Solomon. Um, we're going to bring a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge and understanding. Join us on this journey. It, I find it to be so refreshing and so exciting because we can be talking about anything under the sun. But what's the point? As Solomon said, it's meaningless if it doesn't bring any value to your life. And we hope what we bring here today is value enough for someone to stop and say, wow, this really made a difference and this really made my day and this impacted because we're, we're supposed to do things to change, to make changes in people's life that they don't even know that they needed that change, right? And so today we're going to talk about the futility of pleasure and work. Those two go together. You can't have pleasure without a job or without you work for it because how are you going to enjoy it? And, and you can't work and don't have any pleasure. But how do you do it? In moderation. But Solomon is even going to tell you it's all meaningless. So, Jack, why don't you read what Solomon is saying about the futility of pleasure and work? Absolutely, Deb. Okay, he says, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. Mm -hmm. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also earned, owned large herds and flocks more than any of the kings who had ever lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of gold and silver, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful possessions. I had everything a man could desire. So I decided to compare wisdom with foolishness and madness. I said, I saw the wise and the foolish share the same faith. Mm -hmm. Both will die. So I said to myself, since I will end up the same as the fool. What's the value of all my wisdom? This is all so meaningless. So I came to hate life because everything done here under the sun is so troubling. It's like chasing the wind. I came to hate all my hard work here on earth, for I must leave to others everything I have earned. And who can tell whether my successors will be wise or foolish? Some people work wisely with knowledge and skill, and then must leave the fruit of their efforts to someone who hasn't worked for it. This is so meaningless, a great tragedy. But if a sinner becomes wealthy, God will take the wealth away and give it to those who please him. Again, like chasing the wind. Hmm. Wow, that is so defined. It really is defined. And I was thinking, Deb, like the futility of work. I know people from my own experience who have shortcutted things that they could personally use to make their life better or even to help others just to put every penny away, you know, to almost be mercenary mm -hmm. the way they're scr scrimping and saving for some future goal. I knew a guy who was a client of ours that took every waking minute to build a fabulous cottage that he was going to retire in with his family. And I mean, he would go up there and, you know, drink his beer uh, ad nauseum just to give him the strength and the tenacity to keep building and building. Mm -hmm. Then this poor man suffered a stroke mm. and he was dead within three weeks after the stroke. Wow. He never got to see any of the things materialize. So again, it seems like you can work and work and work or 
to be honest, how many people die a year or two after retiring? Yes. Yeah, they work in that job and they go through the ladder of success and they make all the plateaus that are required to get their salaries increased. Mm -hmm. And then they retire with esteem. You know, they get that gold watch and that big party. And then bang, you hear, oh, wow, Tom died 10 months ago. Yeah. And I'm like, that's incredible. So that means you just miss the boat on everything that's really fundamental because you really didn't live while you had a chance to live. Yeah. You basically allowed yourself to die under the futility of work. Yeah. Trying to hold everything that you can under the sun. And, you know, and there are people who are present in society today that is all about the materialistic gain for them. You know, it's about... They know they have a goal. And that's the thing about goal. When you set goal, you have to set a realistic goal that will not have you at the end of it in your grave and your guilt, your goal hasn't been accomplished. And sad to say, uh, many people do fall into that trap because the goal is so big that it doesn't allow them time to slow down and breathe and spend time with families and friends or even enjoy the futility of their work. Every, there are people who want to, if they are earning $3,000 a week, they budget that. They said, well, I'm only going to spend $200 from that 3000 because you know why? My goal is to own this hotel. I'm going to put every penny towards that. And they work overtime. They work all the time. They work on time. They're never off time. Yeah. And then... And that's what I was saying in chapter one. God would allow you to accumulate so much and then snatch it away from you. And before you know it, you're just like the foolish man. You're dead. Yeah. The wise man and the foolish man has the same fate. You're both going to die. You can go in a fancier coffin, but guess what? You both are going to still rot to your dead. It means nothing. So what Solomon is really trying to say is you have one life to live. You live it. And when you live your life, live it in moderation. Don't live it excessively. Don't live it at your own cost, you know, and because at the end of the day, you can only accumulate so much. That's very true. I think balance is really the key. It is. And it's, it's so important because your point is, is so well taken, Deb, because I think what you're trying to, to highlight is that when you work hard, everybody admires somebody who works hard. You know, you, you put out good effort, you know, if you, you have a good reputation in your particular job or field that does have value to it. But the point is you have to live, you know, to, to give money, to save money, to keep money. You know what I mean? And it's, it's an equation and it does require a certain amount of balance. And while you're stashing things away, thinking of some fantasy future that you're going to have down the line, why not live realistically to help others and yourself Mm -hmm. while you're existing instead of just thinking that it's only an opportunity for you to build some kind of uh, golden parachute down the line. You know, you've got to live and let live. And people don't do enough of that today. And that's the thing, you know, while you are trying to be a go-getter, you also have to be a go-giver. Because if you're not giving and you're you're reaping, you're actually going to be reaping what you sow. Yeah. You're going to be reaping exactly what you sow. So so to be happy and do good are worthy goals for life, but we can pursue them in the wrong way. God wants us to enjoy life. He, he when we have the, the 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 proper view of God, we discover that real pleasure is found in enjoying whatever we have as a gift from God, not in what we accumulate. Yep, and then we go to the second half of that equation, which is the futility of pleasure. 
-hmm. Now, when people work hard, they automatically presume they have to play hard. And that means that they got to um, enjoy a little bit of porn. They got to go to that strip club. You know, they got to hook up and have whatever kind of encounters that they want because they feel that they've earned that outlet. You know, since they've been working so hard that, you know, these days we have access to so much that our plates are full with drinking, with drugs, Mm -hmm. with gambling, with all kinds of things that sideline us. And supposedly we justify in our own minds that we've earned that kind of naked pleasure because of how hard we've worked. But the truth is that pleasure is extremely fleeting. And sometimes the lingering effects of chasing after pleasure help to demean not only our capacity to give to the world, but they also cheapen and degrade us and weaken our mind and prevent us from using wisdom and prevent us from using discernment to make the right choices for ourselves and the people that we care about. And you know, your ability to find satisfaction in your work depends on a large extent upon your attitude. You will become dissatisfied if you lose the sense of purpose God intended for your work. And we can enjoy our work if we want. Remember that God has given us work to do. Two, realize that the fruit of our labor is a gift from him. And three, seek your work as a way to serve God. Yeah, beautifully said. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can enjoy pleasures, but you have to enjoy them with boundaries. Like you're not going to do things that are going to jeopardize your quality of life and jeopardize the resources that you could be using so much wiser. If you're going to gamble $200 a month, Why not take that money and perhaps help people in a church or do something with it? Because this is a fantasy lifestyle that's not based on values that show that you care about making the world a better place. They are selfish pursuits. And again, we've got to take that I, I, I out of the equation Mm -hmm. and say, how can I enjoy myself? Of course, but at the same time, help others. Yeah. Now, is Solomon recommending that we make life a big irresponsibility party? No. He's encouraging us to take pleasure in what we're doing now and to enjoy life because it comes from God's hand. True enjoyment in life comes only as we follow God's guideline for living. Without him, satisfaction is lost. It's a lost search, Mm -hmm. right? It's a lost search. Those who really know how to enjoy life are the ones who take life each day as a gift from God. Um, Thanking him for it and serving him in it those without god will have no relief from toil and no direction to guide them through life's complications beautifully said yep very well done so just to remind ourselves every day to do things in moderation Moderation and balance and balance Mm -hmm. yes those are the key if you want to live a long life moderation and balance and and love you know, love yourself enough to say, I've had enough. Yep. Love yourself to say, I can do better. I than can this. do better than this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's all up to you and how you live your life and who you really thank for all that you have. Well said. Well, stay tuned for part three. Yes, please do. Our values in life and how we can make our life a much more livable experience. If we only do these simple things appointed by God. Yep, following the spiritual guidelines that define everything in our lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you.